launch real quick. Had a, a little bit of a connection issue. So we're doing a 2019 fantasy football mock draft live here on YouTube with you guys. Um, we're going to basically, I'm going to be going through uh, probably two rounds. I may go talk about what I would do in the third round um, and discuss who I would pick, who's a good pick in the third round. Um, but basically, I'm going to debate uh, each pick, give you guys my my thoughts and uh, why I'm picking guys where I'm picking them. Um, and it's going to be a PPR redraft league um, or mock draft. So let's get to it. Um, if you if you see any players that you think should go at certain spots, definitely toss those names out and debate it. What's going on, outsiders? Um, drop your opinion and and maybe it influences the mock. And I'll talk about some players as you guys call them out. But basically going to do PPR yearly league. So it's going to be like a redraft yearly league, not a dynasty or anything. And um, what's going on, Oliver? And yeah, no, Todd Gurley is going to be in this mock draft because I think I'm only going to go two rounds. So I'm going to move this mic over. Um, let me move the mic over and get to the board. I'm going to put the board up, move the mic. Okay. Some light in here. All right. You guys see okay? Can you guys hear okay? What's going on, Larry? Hey, Larry, do you mind posting this link on uh, on the forum and get the forum guys over here? Uh, just let them know we're doing a live mock draft right now. Um, I appreciate it, Larry, if you can do that. Okay. So again, um, this is going to be PPR. Redraft. Can you guys hear me okay? My mic's a little bit far away, but I think it should probably pick up pretty good. Uh, PPR, yearly league, not a dynasty, just like a normal, uh, every, you know, redraft type league. I'm going to give you my picks. This We did one last night on Instagram, and I let, the, I let you guys, the followers, make the picks. But this one, I'm actually going to do my picks. But I'll take some influence from you guys. So if you think somebody should be higher than I have them, Call it out. If you want to debate something, call it out. I'm basically going to talk about each pick, probably debate some more than others. Um, we can talk about why Todd Gurley is not on the top 20. Um, upset some people. Other people understand at this point that he's a huge risk and a liability anywhere in that top 20. Um, but uh, so far, I'm looking at it. And okay. Yeah. Um, post that link if you can. What's up, Henry? What's up, Oliver? What's up, Outsiders? Larry, Christopher. Uh, outsiders, yeah, we're okay. Let's get it on. All right, give me a thumbs up too, guys. Make this make sure this video has as many thumbs up as we have people in it. All right, let's move some of this crap aside. Studio is kind of a mess today. Um, all right, so my 1.01 has been Alvin Kamara, remains to be the most consistent running back in fantasy football of the last two years, his only two years. Um, over 13 uh, TDs over 1,500 yards, and I believe off the top of my head, 81, 81 receptions in back-to-back -back years in his first two years in the NFL. That is the definition of consistency. He's one of the hardest working working running backs in the offseason during the season. Um, amazing offense that basically he, he's protected if he, if he stays healthy at top one to three value, and I think you can't ask for, for more for a running back. Um, so for me, he's my 1.01 without question. You have Barkley, you have Elliott, I'm gonna throw the names up as we about to debate them. Clearly the, the top four. Um, 
Do you guys see everything okay? Is that board okay? It looks like there's a little glare. I'll try and... Is that better? I know less light sucks, but maybe there's less glare. glare. Can you guys see that okay? Or is, there, is that clear enough? What's up, Big Jim? Is that clear enough? Somebody give me a yeah or no. I had the light on, but I think there's a glare with the light. So I'm going to turn that light off. Maybe I'll move this light over. Okay. I think that's clear. Let me know if it's not. So the 1.02, I'm going to drop Elliot for now. I mean, if something comes up and, you know, he's been in the news for uh, that incident where he pushed a security guard over into a, or he kind of bum rushed him into a metal gate. Uh, I think that could create some kind of punishment to the degree of a big fine, maybe one game, something like that. Uh, I'm not saying he will for sure get suspended, but it wasn't good. Let's just put it that way. And the NFL is not about being being made to look like a fool anymore. They don't care if you were charged. Uh, is that lighting good? Can you guys see okay? Okay, all good. So, you know, it, it's just something to think about. So if, if, if Elliot got suspended for a game or, you know, there's there, there's reason to maybe bump him down below Barkley for me. But for now, Elliot's in an amazing offense. Ever since they got Amari Cooper last year, he was the number one or number two based on how you're looking at it. Uh, whatever analysis or uh, stats you're looking at, there's different ways to analyze that. But he, for the most part, against pretty much anybody's analysis, he was the number one or number two running back from the point they acquired Cooper on. So it's hard to argue this. I know everybody wants to say he's the best running back in the league because physically he is, but he's in a Giants offense that worries me enough to bump him, not a ton, to down to three. So, you know, still mad respect there for Barkley. But I'm concerned enough to say, hey, he's going to face more eight-man fronts than normal. Yes, they had Odell out a bunch over the past couple years, and they still survived. But it's different when teams game plan for you all offseason. Um, you know, if Odell's sketchy to play, it's just a different mentality when a defense knows what you got. They game plan against you. They have a whole offseason to prep for you. Um, it's just going to be different. I don't think that offense is going to be good. When do they plug in the rookie? There's going to be some growing pains there. It just it's it's tough to imagine him being near the end zone enough to bump either of Elliott or Kamara out of my top two. I get the physical abilities there. I'm not arguing in Dynasty he wouldn't be very arguable as the 1.01. I still would argue Kamara is right there. But for me, I think that he's my 1.02 in Dynasty and my 1.03 in redraft, and I stand by that. McCaffrey, looking like a beast this offseason, um, putting on some weight. We'll see if that's a good or a bad thing. Most likely a good thing. Um, sometimes putting on weight is not good, but McCaffrey's looking pretty pretty in shape and uh, motivated. Might actually keep him healthy, um, and I think McCaffrey's a, a damn fine 1.04, and if you've got any one of these picks right here, you can't really go wrong, but just being honest, I, I love Kamara above the rest, and in leagues where I have the 1.01 in multiple drafts, I'm still I'm actually considering doing the old don't put your eggs in one basket, and I, I'm thinking about doing it with Kamara because I think he's that good and that reliable. So I love him there. I'm going to check the comments here. 
Uh, hey, Smitty, says the talker. Guys like you have been inspired, inspired me to start my own channel. Good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. What's up, Hutch? All right, guys. So who are we going number five? I mean, I'm going to make my pick, but I definitely want some influence from you guys. Thanks for the thumbs up. Keep hitting the thumbs up if you haven't already. Can you still hear me okay? Who are we going with number five? I'm kind of thinking, and I've done a lot of mocks, <laughs> that Hopkins and Gordner are my two... You know, really my only two considerations right here. I do love Thomas. I love Adams. Let me toss up the guys that are in the, in the mix here. I'll put them like crooked so you know that they're not locked in. Okay. So these are the guys that are kind of, uh, can you guys see that okay? Kind of in the mix for this pick. But for me, there there is no player, I think, that has more... Um, feel of like consistency than Adams and Hopkins. You have Gordon, I think, you know, per start, he's like a hundred and a touchdown type of capable player. And even if you miss one or two games, probably still gets you double digit touchdowns. So I really love the upside here. The injury concern concerns me a little bit. DJ, you got a little bit of concern for injury, but offense, you know, offensively, they're going to be spread out and it's going to make him way more efficient. But I think he falls later. You don't want to reach too high. Thomas, I like Thomas a ton. Um, Bell is falling on people's boards, so there's no way I take him this high. But I do like Bell a lot more than other people and a lot of other fantasy writers out there right now who are projecting him to, uh, you know, not fit in there because of all the doubt about the fact that they didn't want to draft him to begin with. That Gase doesn't want to use him. That that doesn't matter. That's not going to change anything. And I'll talk about that more in a second. But I'm going to go with Hopkins because I think. The guy could be on the verge of, of taking even another step up in terms of his game. Watson wasn't quite where he needed to be last year. I think Watson takes another step forward. He's one more year removed from that ACL injury, and I think he didn't look as ready as I thought he would in the beginning of the year. He was taking a ton of hits. Like Every time he dropped back, you were like, he's going to get smashed. Hopefully they make some changes there, keep him a little bit more out of... Uh, Line of fire, uh, Watson, and then that, that just pre presents more touchdown red zone opportunities. And I think Houston has a really good year. And a lot of that determines, and that's why I would have probably had Adams there if I didn't think that Houston would take a step forward with their offense and if, if Watson wasn't going to take a step forward because opportunity rules. And I think Adams has that. And that's why Adams does deserve, I think, a look right in here. Now, I'm going to go Gordon here. Because of the upside, there's an injury risk, but I think you can't go wrong with Gordon here, here, or here, honestly. And every time I do a mock draft, I'm, I'm just being honest. People will say that they've got their rankings locked in, and why do you change your mind on that, Smitty? Why do you change your mind on that? We're human beings. Just because we're so-called experts doesn't mean we don't change our mind like every hour or every couple days on something like this. So Adam's going here for me one day. And going here for me here another day or here another day doesn't make me inconsistent or wrong or crazy. It makes me human, just like you guys. And you guys have some as much knowledge as anybody. My followers, I feel, and that's why I started the followers versus followers Instagram expert league, where you guys, the followers, draft my team, and I take my team into battle against eleven other expert channels, and their followers draft their team. If you haven't check that out. Make sure you get over to my Instagram account 
at the Fantasy Football Show, the same handle as the YouTube channel, the Fantasy Football Show. Get on board, follow my account, and you are going to draft my team this year because I trust you guys with your knowledge. And we're going to go to war every week. We go to war together and set our lineup, make our trades. It's going to be the most amazing league ever in fantasy football history. And and that may sound bold, but people are talking about that in that way on Instagram. Some of the biggest channels on Instagram are in this league. And those channels with over 100,000 followers are talking about how this league's going to change everything on Instagram. So make sure you get over there and check it out. Going to look at the comments real quick. Those magnets, how do I get some? Um, yeah, it, 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 it took a little while to make some of the setup, but Hopkins, Adams, Gordon, fair points as outsider. I can easily see Adams being the number one. Yeah, and that's why, you know, honestly, I don't think, I think anybody's saying this is wrong. That's crazy. That's, it's madness. You can't say that this order right here, first of all, this order feels pretty rock damn solid, but you can argue that anywhere. I mean, so I, I don't, you know, Thomas is probably next for me. And I think this right here. I don't see how anybody could see that. It doesn't look like a, a really good uh, order so far. We got, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, top eight. So we have DJ next, Bell, Julio's in the mix. These aren't in order. Cook deserves some consideration. Juju, Evans. These aren't picks. Let me put them sideways so you guys know they're not locked in. These are the guys that are next. So who would you guys go next? I'll tell you who I'm going to throw up there. We might even agree. I can easily see Adams being the number one. Oh, I already read that. That's what Hutch said. Um, who are you guys thinking here? I'll tell you who I'm thinking. Um, I'm torn between DJ and Julio. Um, and, you know, Juju and Evans deserve a look, but I'm really liking them more toward the end. Because I think then you have a ton of like upside to explode from the from the draft value. DJ can do that because I think DJ has the ability to be a top five running back, if not more, in PPR. And this is a PPR mock. He could be DJ can easily finish in here. So when you're making your picks, you always want to say, can the player I'm picking? This is why I'm an advocate of best player available always. I don't care if you love to draft. I mean, always draft to your strength. If you're not good at drafting wide receivers early, you need to know your own your own capability and what your skill set is. Um, and if you can kind of go anyway, draft running backs, draft wide receivers early and still build a good team, my advice is to always go best player available because you want to ask yourself, can the player I'm taking explode from their draft value? If the answer is no, you're taking a guy that probably deserves to be where you're taking him but has no upside or ceiling. DJ could finish right here. You could argue he won't, but you can't say that he doesn't have the PPR upside or proven track record, aside from his injury, to warrant that kind of value. So for me, DJ is a very good candidate to explode from that value, even in the first round. You don't have to call him a sleeper. People get real upset when you've redefined a term they've been using over and over and over. But value grab, if you will, even in the first round, yes, those do exist. Here's evidence of it because he could finish up there. Next up, you got it's either Julio or Evans, I think, at this point. Juju deserves a look. Um, he's going to be placed in here somewhere. Cook is my guy, but I'd like to see him get snagged a little bit lower because I think that's where he has that home run ability. Um, 
Let's see what you guys are thinking. DJ, DJ. So I locked DJ in before I even looked at that. So we're in agreement there. Julio. I'm going to say Julio. It's PPR. I think we start seeing his counterpart, Calvin Ridley, eventually take over. Um, not this year, but in 2020. So I think this exact time next year we'll be saying to ourselves, this was the Juju Smith-Schuster of 2019. They can coexist. Julio is still going to be that good in 2019. But at the end of 2019, we're starting to talk about this guy and starting to fade a little bit on Julio. Um, he's going to be a star. He's way over there, though, because you don't draft him that high. Um, just kind of commenting on his future. Julio is there. Okay. So I'm going to throw, I think I'm going to throw, no, I'm going to throw Bell. And I know people think that, and that's what I'm talking about. Like I could go either way. That's why it's funny when, when an expert says that, you know, they don't change their opinion on the daily or on the hour. Um, I could argue Evans for sure. If you told me I had to pick Evans, I'd be fine with it. Bell to me, I hope Bell falls into the second round because if he does, I'm all in. He has the volume headed his way. They're not going to not use him. I don't care if there's a little drama brewing. I don't care if Gase wanted to use him. I don't care. I think that Bell is going to thrive uh, much more than this value. So he, to me, has this kind of upside. He's Le'Veon Bell, and I know people think a lot of it was a product of being in that Pittsburgh offense because look at Connor. Connor elsewhere wouldn't be near the back he looks like in Pittsburgh. Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell, I predict those guys become way more valuable than people expect, and you'll see that with my Connor ranking. Um, but Bell, Bell is one of the most elite talents in the league, and if you watch a lot of film, you know that. You're not just going to look at stats. Um, he can explode from this value. He could also just earn that value. That's what makes him safer than I think people give him credit for because in this spot if he doesn't explode to the tune of a top five running back you still get your value back Bell's going to earn that if he stays healthy now health is one concern people think you take a year off it's been a lot of time since he's played but you could also say that he's had the whole offseason to prepare it's not like he's holding out and then jumping in in week four and getting hurt he's preparing he's, he's got a whole offseason to prepare and he's not coming back from injury. So to assume he's going to get hurt, I think is more reckless than to not. And I think at that value, risk is built in and baked in. And if this buzz, so this is the first round and we go into the turn, if he can get had as a second drafted player, that's money. And I love that 2019. Okay, so I'm thinking Evans, guys. And that's awesome for Juju because, let's see, we're at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's our top 12. And if you can get Juju as your second drafted player, your money. And that, that's an amazing, amazing duo to have, uh, you know, whatever players you, you pair there. Now, I'm not too concerned with matching up the pick with this. And since we're not going, like, since it's running back and wide receiver that dominate the first two rounds... I don't have to really concern myself with who, what teams paired with what because you can go wide receiver, wide receiver. There's nothing wrong with it. You can go running back and running back. So I'm not looking at that at all. But Juju and Evans would be amazing bookend picks if you had that, that selection. Okay. So we got 
Julio or Juju here. For those saying that Juju's not going to be a stud in Pittsburgh in, or in 2019, I think first of all, AB when he didn't have AB, he did well. Ben Roethlisberger laser locks onto his top wide receiver, and he already, even with Antonio Brown being there and being that laser lock target for him, he's still laser locked on Juju. Juju repeating last year's numbers would probably warrant this value. And he probably will get a, a handful more touchdowns and a bunch more targets because he's the number one wide receiver there now. Yes, he might see double teams, but he's quick. He's a he's very much the player that Antonio Brown already is. And you can't contain that kind of player with a lot of consistency with the current NFL rules. He's one of those wide receivers like T.Y. Hilton, like Antonio Brown, that literally can can line up all over the field, and his versatility will have him in one-on-one situations even when they try to double-team him. Juju's going to get a massive, massive amount of targets, and it's kind of scary to think how good he can actually be if he caught all of those <laughs> because he already warrants this value with last year's numbers. So doubt him if you want, but the volume is going to be there, and the talent, 100% the talent is there to do what Antonio Brown did and get open like Antonio Brown did when Juju wasn't there. So to act like double team stopped Antonio Brown, they didn't, and Juju has as much talent. Argue that if you want, but I think that's uh, not an argument you're going to win with a lot of people because I see the doubters out there, but there's more believers in Juju, and we'll let it play out on the field. Uh, no for what? What do you guys say no to? Would you trade Nikhil Harry for Mike Williams in a dynasty league? Hell no. Preston? Watch my... Min Pre First of all, Preston, right up here. I don't really want to move the camera. I have my bold prediction of the year. It's uh, that I, I put it up on the board here. It's that Nikhil Harry within one to two years will be... Talk to the camera here. One to two years, Nikhil Harry will be a top one to four overall wide receiver in the NFL and in the fantasy. So I'm not saying entering his second year, he will be there yet, but in one to two years, so he'll start showing it throughout the year on the second season. Don't even think about making that trade. Like, don't even consider it. You could give me four Mike Williams, I'd still say no. Okay, so Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is, how many people we got in the room here? 24, okay. Give me some thumbs up, guys. I got 24 people in the room and only 11 thumbs up. That really helps the, the show grow. Uh, helps YouTube know, hey, we got to serve this content up to more people. And especially when we're live, the more thumbs up and more comments and activity we get, the more YouTube notices that. And when people are looking for live content, they shove it out in front of them. So hit that thumbs up for me. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't because I'm delivering this kind of interactive content with you guys. I want to be your, your go-to person. I, I upload a video pretty much every day um, or every day and a half. Um, so I'm here to deliver hardcore fantasy football information to you guys, 365, 24-7, um, Instagram as well. Follow me, same handle, The Fantasy Football Show. And as I said earlier, we're going to, as a following, as a group and a community, you're going to draft my team on Instagram in the expert league that I started with. Over 600,000 followers are all combined from all the channels, the 12 channels involved. And each community is going to draft their expert team 
and then all 12 experts are coming together to play with those teams year throughout the year and you guys set lineups do lineup help waiver wires trades you control my team as a community on instagram through through doing instagram lives through doing comments and gathering the opinions and then you guys make the decision so it's an awesome league okay yeah uh odell oh let's talk about cook then odell's probably next chubb's in the mix ab's in the mix kelsey's in the mix uh, Mixon's in the mix. Those are probably the next guys that are going to go. Um, just reading the comments here. If you had, if I had, if I had a question, would I answer it? I answer every comment, buddy. So, uh, ask a question. Where would you draft Nikhil Harry in standard in a standard league, in a dynasty or just a, a regular yearly league? So I'll answer that. I'll come back and look at it. Dalvin Cook is a top five running back. Will he stay healthy? That's the reason he's falling this far. That's the only reason he's falling this far. If Dalvin Cook was going to play 16 games and I knew it, he'd be number five overall. You can argue that's crazy, but you know what? History tells me that's where he was valued last year. So who was crazy? The whole world? Was everybody crazy thinking that he had this value, five to seven? That's what his, that's what his going price was last year. The injuries, what has people worried? Injuries baked into this value. Yes, could he get hurt again? Sure, but he bounced back. We saw him deliver. He delivered in an offense that the Vikings deployed at the end of the year that they're going to use this year. They did a test run of it with huge success. Funneled through Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is a top five running back potential. And he's in this early, he was in the late second round. And if you're in a league where people don't, they aren't in the know, they aren't keeping up with the offseason, his ADP is going to be more toward the end of this round two here. This is the turn. So this is the first pick on down if you're just joining us. Snaking around. This is the first pick in the second. Cook's going to fall there in your draft if you're drafting with a bunch of people that don't keep up on the offseason trends and, and value increases and stuff like that. So Cook, to me, gold in the second round. Now, would I draft him in every single league I'm in? I don't tend to do that with any player. So the answer to that is no, because there is some injury risk. But if he stays healthy, and that's what I'm banking on in the leagues I draft him in, I'm ear to ear with a smile because I have a top five running back sitting there at very, very good value. He can climb literally eight picks, maybe more, from this value if he lands. Odell is my next pick. Odell, injury risk, same thing here. Odell deserves to be with Adams, Hopkins, Thomas in that ranking if you knew for sure he was playing 16 games. The reason he falls is because of that injury risk. But again, like with Cook, once a guy falls to a certain level and you're talking about him not being your number one player, he's capable of... So let me ask you this. Odell and Cook, if you knew they were playing 16 games, they're capable of being your number one drafted player. That's how you can tell if you have value in the second round. So Odell... Could be as good as Adams, Thomas, and Julio, and Hopkins. He could be the number one rookie, or number one rookie, number one wide receiver if he plays 16 games. That makes him a steal in a second, builds in, bakes in some risk, and if you land it, you hit a home run. Click the thumbs up, people, says Warren. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. 
okay, so McCaffrey and Cook in my dynasty league says franchise, then franchise you are in good position, my friend. Todd, what are you saying at number eight? Talking about someone else's uh, question. Okay, uh, I'm trying to catch up on some of the comments in case you guys have stuff. Franchise, you're a beast. Love the show, Smith. Thank you, pal. Okay, where do we go from here? I'm going to say I'm leaning AB. I, I like Chubb a lot, only if you pair him with Hunt. Um, if you don't pair him with Hunt, if you don't reach a good 10 to 15 picks to get uh, Kareem Hunt, like look at his ADP. Um, don't just factor it off ADP. One of the biggest tricks in fantasy football in terms of knowing when to take a guy early is by your pre-rank list. So if you're doing a draft, you click on that pre-rank list where people oftentimes near the, the middle of the draft, people that haven't been keeping up on fantasy football, they'll say to themselves, crap, I don't know who to pick. They literally go off of somebody within the first scroll or before you even scroll on that pre-rank list. So if you see Hunt creep up in there, and he's, and he's up there a little too early than the ADP suggests, you better take him. Don't let Kareem Hunt sit in visible view of anybody about to draft. That's how you know when to, to grab Kareem Hunt early if you need to. But I'd take him a good pick before. I'm looking at your guys' opinion. Mixon, Larry says next. Cole, love the channel. Man, I appreciate it. Cole, thumb, thumb up that video if you haven't already. And please make sure you tell everybody. Everybody in here, please subscribe. We're growing so fast. We hit 1,000 subs in less than five months. And when we hit 1,000 within, I don't know, 12 hours, we had another 50, like 50. So we're growing huge. And it's because of you guys. I'm here for you. I work for you. And I answer pretty much every comment unless I miss it in my videos, on my Instagram page, what better way to communicate than, than to do that? All I ask is that you thumb up, you tell who you can. I know everybody doesn't want to tell everybody in their league about every one of their sources, but you're sitting at a water cooler with some dude you barely play in some crazy dumb side league with at work, or maybe he plays in 10 leagues, doesn't play in yours. Tell that guy, tell somebody, tell your cousin, tell whoever. The more people you tell, the more that the show gets bigger and the more content and the, look at this elaborate studio we got here. I wouldn't have that if people weren't spreading the word. So the more we do, the more I can give you, the more shows, the frequency, the crazier series I can do. I have a, a different, different things in mind for different kinds of shows. I can't do all that if we don't grow. We are growing, but spread the word. Uh, it makes things a lot easier to do and bring you guys more stuff more frequently. Okay. What's up, Balls Life? What's up, Todd? Okay, what's up, YP? Thanks, I appreciate it, man. Thumb up, spread the word, make sure you're subscribed, I'm sure you are. Uh, this YouTube channel is great, one of the best I've seen. Thank you, Hutch. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Nick Chubb, and I'm gonna say that with the caveat that you have to reach for Kareem Hunt. If you don't have Kareem Hunt handcuffed to him, you have yourself a third round player to me but he's so amazing per start and he's a very aggressive runner with a big frame and injury history that's pretty scary and then he has that aggressive style and going to be leaned on heavily until cream hunt comes back that makes him a risk if you don't own hunt he is a third round player to me if you don't have him cuffed not because he's not good enough to be a top five running back in week one he could be the number one running back that week he could drop 
two touchdowns and 125 yards rushing. I'm not wrong by saying that he has third-round value without Hunt. I'm saying that he could get hurt, so he'll leave you hanging potentially if you don't have Hunt. But if you have Hunt, you have just as good of a running back as Chubb, and you're locked in and protected. This right here, I wish I had a, a Cream Hunt sticker somewhere or a magnet, but I don't. This right here with Cream Hunt attached is arguable in the top 8 to 12. Chubb and Cream Hunt together is arguable there. Just make sure you, you handcuff. AB is going next. I don't care what people say. The guy, just like just like um, Le'Veon Bell, people are doubting. And it's funny they come from the same team, same kind of drama. But just because you're changing teams or there's a lot of drama around you, if you are coming off injury or shown any signs of decline, why is everybody assuming he's done? Why is everybody assuming that he assuming that he won't get the ball enough? There was a clip of him and Carr connecting today. It's one clip. You can't take preseason or one practice, you know, without tackling and all that. They look like they're building a pretty good rapport. Antonio Brown trains harder than anybody. He is impossible to contain. And Carr is a good enough quarterback. He's not an amazing, great top five potential fantasy guy or even NFL quarterback. But there was a time where people were talking about Carr rising into the top, you know, five to eight overall or top four to eight. So the potential is there for him to at least get the ball to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown can get open for any quarterback, and I think there are a few situations where I would be soured on him, but it's not in Oakland. And they have a running game. Yes, I doubt Jacobs a little bit in terms of his track record and having a big enough resume to warrant like being the one or two rookie only pick. But I still like him. Per start, he's going to do good. They're going to be able to run the football, which is going to open up the pass, which is going to give Derek Carr enough room to show his, I think, above mediocre ability. And he's going to deliver the ball to this guy a ton. And A.B. is going to be a steal because like Odell, like Cook, the A.B. has the potential to be ranked there. If you can't honestly ask yourself that question, can A.B. possibly be this good? I don't think you're looking at it objectively. You, he can. He can be as good as these guys. You're just worried about the situation, and I get it. But as he falls, guys, the worry should go away. And I think he's a great pick in that range. He'd make a fine second-round pick. And in an auction, one of my favorite strategies is to buy uh, two elite wide receivers. So take Hap, uh, Hopkins and Adams. And then buy Antonio Brown and, and roll with three dominant wide receivers and then pick up uh, a lot of sleepers to fill the rest and then grab a dominant quarterback. One of my favorite strategies in, in all of 2019 is that. So let me see if I can find this right here. This would be, this isn't the mock draft, I'm just showing you. Uh, so Mahomes, Hopkins, Adams. And AB, if you can buy that with all your auction dollars, can you guys see that? If you could buy this with all your auction dollars and fill the rest in with sleepers, guys that you know have the potential to fill your spots, you could dominate with this. This is a very risky play, but one of the funnest auction strategies that I can think of in 2019. Let me put all this back. So now we're at, uh, so we have the first round. Then we have uh, one point, or 2.01, 2.02, 2.03, 2.04, 2.05. Um, if this might, I might make this into an audio uh, podcast as well. So we got Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Barkley, McCaffrey, Hopkins, Adams, Gordon, 
Thomas, DJ, Julio Jones, Le'Veon Bell, Mike Evans to round out the first round. Then we got uh, Juju, Cook, Odell, Chubb, with Cream Hunt handcuffed down their way in AB. Who are we going next? Mixon? What's up, Todd? Uh, Todd wants to know, which three do I keep? Watson, Carr, Juju, Najoku, Ingram. Um, is it a 2QB league? Somebody help him out with that, and then post that in the comments after I post this. Who are we going, guys? Mixon? Who are we going? Mixon? We got 27 in the room. We need more thumbs up, guys. We only got 19. Please hit that thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, I'm going to go Mixon here. I, I, I do doubt him a little bit, but more so when he was getting drafted at the bottom of the second. I, I like Mixon enough, especially the trade value, uh, to do, draft him right in the middle of the second round. That protects me enough to say, hey, I'm not taking him as my first drafted player. When I was doing a lot of uh, potential bust predictions on him, it was because he was going at the tail end of the, the first round, and I think that's way too risky. I'm okay with it here. Um, I probably would consider passing on him for another player I like a little better. Um, in like, you know, if I'm in a dynasty format or something, but in redraft, I'm okay with mixing there. Um, I just worry about, you know, decision-making injuries. I know he has played through some, so. Okay, mixing. Okay, who's next? Thank you guys for the thumbs up. We're getting a thumbs up kind of closer to the, the eyeball numbers that we got on there, so appreciate it. If you're in this room, please hit that thumbs up. It really helps. Okay, uh, Daryl, what's up, Smitty? Says, Daryl, what's up, man? Let me, uh, I can drag some of these comments on the screen, too. All right, what do you guys got? What do you got? Who are we going next? Best possible uh, best possible place to draft, I think, is right here in the top four. Get one of those players. Your your players here are still very good. I don't mind. If I'm going drafting here, I, I, I never set myself on a strategy when I go into a draft and say I'm going running back, wide receiver, or wide receiver, running back. But oftentimes in this range, I go wide receiver, wide receiver, because it makes the most sense each time I mock it. And uh, I love that approach. I'm, I'm all about taking risks and having a hole in my lineup and then later filling it through my sleeper approach because James Conner was on like every team I had last year my number two bold prediction of the year and it's that situation it was James Conner and Jalen Samuels together were my bold prediction and I won so many leagues based on the fact that I went light at my running back two and plugged him right in there so who are we going next um what's up Todd Larry Baker Baker, touchdown maker, is going to make waves, and this man Odell is going to be a part of it. Uh, yeah, I can be okay with this right here. I tend to not take him because I I feel I build better because I have pretty good tight end uh, sleeper ability to grab the, a guy that I think, like Najoku is one of the guys that I'll be picking this year when I pass on a tight end. But you can't argue the value there. And I think that I would take Kelsey there if I was in maybe this situation because – the options are left are you know, we got Damian Williams, we got Connor, we've got I'm gonna throw Montgomery into the mix here in the tail end of this second round and into the third. Freeman's climbing my board a lot, and you either love or hate Freeman in 2019. I've come to to, <laughs> to realize. People either think he's not worth a fourth rounder 
or they love him at the tail end of the second or the top of the third. He's an amazing third-round pick. If you can get Freeman in the third round, you have yourself a potential 5-10 to 10 running back that has all of the risk of him kind of not delivering on what you're expecting built into his value. But he warrants end of the second round pick. Ever since T.Y. Hill, T, or, uh, Tyreek Hill kind of left our top 25, uh, top 50, whatever. I mean, I don't even know where you draft him right now. Um, we can talk about that. But ever since he got removed from the, the top group, it's throwing everything off. It feels like the second round, even though it's one player, just it got all jostled around. Um, Connor deserves a look here, even though I'm calling him one of the biggest bust potential guys in 2019. That's because he's going in the top seven to nine. That's a that's a potential bust right there. He he shouldn't be your set, your first drafted player. Connor in here makes a lot of sense because then the value, the risk is very low. You're not passing on because we're getting kind of thin. The options no longer look like these guys. We don't have any Odell's left. We don't have Cook left. We don't have Juju left. Mix and Kelsey, um, Kittle Kittle's one to consider, but we don't have anybody left. So Connor starts looking like a, a very um, acceptable risk because I will reach and grab both of his backups and I'll feel okay about it. So I'm going to put him right around there. Do you guys like Damian Williams in this range? Do you like Freeman? Anybody getting crazy bull with Montgomery? Um, Ingram, you know, Ingram's I think overlooked in redraft, but I don't think I'd take him here. What are you guys thinking? Todd says Freeman's one concussion away from being done. I don't know about that, but I think that that's, that's the worry. Um, but you cuff him to Ido Smith, and I think I think you're going to be okay. What do you guys like? Someone like Marlon Mack. I love Ridley, but you can't take Ridley this high. Ridley's a you know fourth rounder, fifth rounder, and I think he's going to have a big year, and we're going to be talking about him like we were talking about Juju this offseason this time next year. Could you have a live rookie draft soon? Yes, I could do that. Who are we going with, guys? Click the thumbs up, people, says Warren. Warren knows his stuff. Let me put Warren's comment up here. Click the thumbs up, people. Who likes D. Will? Whoops. Who likes Damian Williams here? Yeah, Todd, I'm avoiding Connor, but at this point, I'm, I haven't put him in yet. I'm just arguing where he kind of belongs. Even I, who have been calling him one of the biggest boss candidates for 2019, I'd consider him there because you can cuff him or you could trade him. If you could draft him there, you could trade him for a much higher player. So it's not always about what I do I want to roster them all year. It's can I make a trade. So who are we going? What's up, Michael? Who are we going? Michael knows his stuff too, he says. That's true. I think I'm going to roll with we got AJ Green in the mix. Henry, Hilton, Thielen, Mack, Fournette, Gurley, Lindsay, Kittle. Those are some of the names you typically see at this point. I'm tossing them out there. What are you what are you guys' thought? Where are we going? Who are we drafting? Who's up? We got 33 people in the room, 25 thumbs up. Please hit thumbs up if you're in here. Hilton, Hilton, Hilton or Thielen. A lot of people like Hilton here. Let's throw Hilton up. He's very underrated. I'm not, every time I pick him there, I'm not feeling great about it, I'll be honest. Um, there's some players like that. Even Thielen, if I took Thielen here, I wouldn't be feeling great about it. I think they warrant the pick. Um, 
but it's hard to avoid him. So I'm going to go Connor there and say that I'm doing that because I am handcuffing him to Samuels and Benny Snell. Benny Snell almost fits this role better than both Connor and Samuels. Samuels has an advantage because he's a, an amazing receiver. He was tight end eligible last year as a rookie in Yahoo League, so he was a tight end and running back. Eddie Faulkner is the running backs coach in Pittsburgh this year. He was Jalen Samuels' coach in college at NC State and used him extensively in the passing game, made him a good receiving running back to, to, to the point where he became tight end eligible during his rookie year. I think that eventually Connor, Connor will probably start, um, but I think if he gets banged up, he proved he couldn't handle the workload of that Pittsburgh Steelers rushing attack, which many running backs can't handle. Even Samuels would have a tough time playing 16 games, so people need to understand that's my stance. I'm not saying Samuels would withstand multiple years in that Pittsburgh offense either. But if you cuff Connor to Samuels and to Benny Snell, you are very safe at late second round value. Any higher in Connor is one of my bigger bust predictions of 2019. I will not take Connor in the first round. He's a bus candidate for me here. His value changes. It doesn't mean I'm backtracking on anything I'm saying there. At some point, where's Gurley at? At some point, I even take Todd Gurley. But I'll never be faced, I believe, with the, the option to take him in 2019 because someone's going to take him in here and think they're getting a steal. Eventually, I grab him to trade him. But my point is, there's a line in the sand where you draft even your bus candidate because you can trade him because the value obviously is higher to a lot of people. Yeah, no, Todd, not a dynasty. This is a redraft. Mike Evans already went a bit, a boatload ago. Mac has big upside here, says Cole. Let me drag this comment over. Cole, good point, Cole. Kerry says. So what are we doing? What are we taking? Uh, AJ Green deserve a look. Get Hill out of there. Ingram's not there yet, but I, I like Mahomes in the third round. I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Uh, Damian Williams is a really good candidate here. Um, I like to get him at the top of the third if possible, but this guy is going to have potential top five running back season if he can hang on to the job, and I think competition's pretty low. Um, you can cuff him, too. This is one of the safer running backs in the league if you cuff him to his backup. Who's his backup? We'll find out. But, um, you know, Darwin, a lot of people like, and I think he's really good. Cuff him to Damian and you're, you're looking pretty good. Um, I think you have some protected top 10 running back value no matter who's in there. Uh, one of those situation-based uh, situations. So, uh, Damian Williams, are we going, guys? Will you draft Freeman? I'm going to draft Freeman soon, and I think it's going to be higher than most people would. Uh, but he's going to probably make this top 24, so don't worry. Okay. Who's, who's thinking Damien? Who wants Damien? Some say Thielen. Some say Freeman. Give me a Damien. Who wants Damien? I'm putting Freeman, and then we got a conversation to have about Derrick Henry, about Adam Thielen, about Kittle, uh, Marlon Mack, 
You know what? I'm tempted to throw David Montgomery in this top tw top 24. Uh, Damien's. I'm gonna leave Damien there. Yeah, Darwin. Darwin's the cut for now. There's some talk about a couple other players, but I think uh, Darwin for sure. If you cut Darwin to Damien, you have yourself a top five to eight running back probably all year long. Uh, amazing, amazing situation given the value. So I like Damien as a top of the third. If you're in a very inexperienced league, you'll get Damien in the third and be smiling. Uh, all the way to the bank, but uh, I'm not afraid to take him in the second. Um, looking at the comments here, so what do you guys think? I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to go. I'm gonna go to David Montgomery. You can call that early all you want, but the bottom line is we've seen rookies enter the NFL and have top 10 running back seasons all the time. I think he's special. I liked, I, I pegged Chicago. I did a, a video once they got rid of Howard. Everyone was talking about how Tariq Cohen, who I had in my top 10 bold predictions, mind you, last year and the year before, he was back to back, to back candidate. Um, everyone was all over the fact that he was going to be the number one running back there. Right when Howard left, I put a video out saying that I think Chicago is going to be the number one landing spot for an incoming rookie, and then they draft my second, my first, second, you know, in between uh, favorite rookie coming into the NFL draft class. David Montgomery broke an ex extraordinary amount more tackles than anybody else in college football, and it wasn't because he ran badly. He was getting swarmed and he'd just slip tackle left and right. And I think that's going to translate at the next level a very good skill to have. And he's just a he's a tackle-breaking beast in the making at the NFL level. And I think there's no reason to say, and I think he'll fall, but I'm kind of making a point here that we're getting to the Thielen, we're getting to the A.J. Greens, the Max. I'm not saying those are bad picks. Those are going to go almost immediately after. So I'm not calling them bad picks whatsoever. But I'm saying... Out of all the players here, he has the most ability to climb. Kittle kind of does too. Henry's got upside but a lot of risk. So it's a tough place to be in. In fact, let's keep going. I was just going to go two rounds, but let's go three. You guys down for three rounds? You guys down for three rounds? Let's go three rounds. Uh, we'll have to Boyd's one YP. It's kind of hard to... To answer some of those right now, but um, Boyd's a good one. So we have what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So we got our 12 there. Let's straighten this up. Let's get some OCD action going here. Okay. Here's our first two rounds. Let me read them off for anybody listening in a podcast later. Uh, Alvin Kamara, number one. Zico Elliott, number two. Saquon Barkley, number three. Christian McCaffrey, number four. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, number five. Adam, six. Melvin Gordon, seven. Mike Thomas, eight. David Johnson, nine. Julio Jones, ten. Le'Veon Bell, eleven. Mike Evans, twelve. Juju Smith-Schuster is 2.01. Cook is the second pick. Dalvin Cook in the second round. Odell Beckham Jr. next. Nick Chubb, if you cuff him to Kareem Hunt. Antonio Brown, Joe Mixon, 
Travis Kelsey, T.Y. Hilton, James Conner, if you've 100% cuff him to Samuels and also Jalen Samuels. Now, I will add, if you can't, if your rosters are so small that you can't even have his backup, then don't pick Conner. To me, Conner alone is a big bust candidate, one of the biggest in 2019. So if you can't cuff him because the situation is so amazing, that's why you see Connor getting drafted by me as high as you are because the situation is what what dominates. And because this value doesn't make you avoid taking somebody else here where I think Connor has huge bust potential here, you're getting into the end of the second round where it's getting kind of shady. Um, actually, you know what? I'd even say this. I'll swap these two out. I'll say Damian Williams goes ahead of Connor. I'm going to switch it up. Can't do that in a live draft, but you can in a mock. So I'm going to go Damian there. So uh, we stopped at Kelsey, then T.Y. Hilton, Damian Williams, James Conner, Devontae Freeman, and now David Montgomery, which will shock some people. I think David Montgomery at number 24 is going to actually, frankly, piss some people off. Okay, so where are we going next? I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement here and say, I, and I would draft him here, but Pat Mahomes, I don't care what people say. You guys have seen my stance on this if you follow me at all. I think people telling you that they want to wait on a quarterback is cool. That strategy works. You can build a winning team waiting on a QB, no question. But you can also build a winning team drafting Pat Mahomes as your third drafted player. Uh, if someone says that is wrong, that is a bad approach, that is an approach that's going to get – I get people that say that all the time. You're giving advice that's going to have people lose when you say draft Pat Mahomes in the third round. I, I don't I invite that. I don't care. Pat Mahomes can win you a league as your third drafted player. Not your second drafted player, not your first. I'm telling you to take him in the third, and I would even pay the second round value, but you don't have to. He falls to the third round almost like clockwork. And depending on your league, you could have a league where QBs just go early, and that's the trend of your inexperienced draft drafting pool. Your league mates just draft QBs early. If you live in that world, then yeah, you're not going to see this. And I've had a couple commenters say, QBs go in the first round of my league. Well, your league's different, and if you're not playing in a ton of leagues, you wouldn't experience the general thinking that Pat Mahomes falls into the third and fourth round. Or the even more general thinking, taking Pat Mahomes at all this year, some people say is crazy. He's going to be without T.Y. Hilton. First of all, we don't know that. Even if he was without him for half a year, he's throwing over 40 to 45 total TDs. Even if Hill got cut tomorrow... He would throw for 40 to 42, 43 TDs, run for more than he did last year, which was a shocking two touchdowns that he ran for. He's an amazing quarterback. The fact that he didn't run for more TDs was shocking to me. Um, but he didn't need to. He might need to if he doesn't have Hill. Meikle Hardman is going to be so much better than people think. Will he replace uh, Tyreek Hill entirely if Hill does, in fact, miss time or get cut or miss the year? No, but he's going to mature so fast. Rookies, yes, don't normally explode, but most rookies don't get shoved into the number one offense in the NFL. Most rookies won't be asked to mature that quickly. Most rookies won't have access to a wide receiver one role on the best offense in the NFL. Name one rookie that has had that much uh, upside and that much of a situational advantage. You can't. So to judge him like every other rookie, I think, is going to be extremely reckless. Michael Hardman, if Hill is out for the year, could produce top-level wide receiver three numbers, be an amazing wide receiver three, and probably flirt with low-end wide receiver two numbers all year. He could be inconsistent because he's a rookie, 
but the guy has game. He's got 4-3-3 speed. Um, it's not like defenses can focus on him at all, nor would they because he's a rookie. They would overlook him all year. Even if he is, is lighting the league up week, you know, every other week, defenses are still focusing on stopping Damian Williams, trying to figure out how to stop Pat Mahomes, focusing on, on doubling Travis Kelsey. You're going to see Meikle Hardman have an amazing year. Pat Mahomes, whether he has Hill or not, is my lock 3.01, and I take him in every draft. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. Now, so we got Thielen, we got Kittle, Henry, Mack. Um, I think Kittle's a safe pick here. I think Thielen's getting up there. Uh, Mack, I think, is a good pick. We'll throw Mack in there. Uh, we'll throw Thielen in there. We'll throw Henry in there. Ingram deserves a look. At what point do we take Gurley? At what point does Gurley become like Connor, where you're saying, okay, now I haven't sacrificed taking a top 10 pick. Now I haven't sacrificed taking a second round pick. Now I'm taking him in a questionable area. Um, let's even say that Gurley deserves this right here. Because you're going to handcuff him. Um, and Daryl Henderson, who I have right here, this right here, people, will win you a league in redraft. He will be dominating in Dynasty. I think you you still can get him outside of the top six overall in Dynasty, which is a home run. So he's a steal in redraft and Dynasty alike, which is asinine to me because he's in the best situation out of every rookie running back in the league. How so? He's behind a guy with arthritis that doesn't even know if he'll be ready for week one. People are talking about Todd Gurley as if they're assuming he will be ready. The last thing he said was he doesn't know where he'll be in six months. That was a while back talking about week one. He doesn't know where he'll be. He's got to work. He's got to figure out today, not tomorrow. That's not the sound of a guy that's going to be ready. Per start, he'll be a top 5 to 10 running back. And anybody that owns him in a redraft league is, is holding gold, holding a, a sleeping giant, a top 5 running back in waiting in an offense that would utilize him to his strengths, which is making huge plays. He broke more, broke off more 40 and 20 yard runs in the nation, more than anybody in the nation as a, as a, as a college running back. He had 25 total TDs in 2000. 18 in college. He had over 1,900 rushing yards in 2018. He had, again, more 40 and 20 plus runs than anybody by a lot, not by a little. He's a home run hitting Alvin Kamara type back. And if you pair him to Gurley this late, that's gold. My strategy of avoiding Gurley anywhere in this range, which a lot of people are going to say they're going to watch this video, that don't, they won't let go of the fact that Gurley, the Gurley we knew and loved, is not coming back. He's gone. Those that are sentimental, that argue he was the best running back for four years, which is irrelevant. Um, he's, you know, this and that. All that's irrelevant. It's all sentimental. Anybody taking him here, my strategy is I'll take someone safer. I'll still grab this guy later in the draft, and I'll have two stud players in my lineup by midseason. But at third round value, you're talking about 
skipping out on maybe having a Thielen or something, which you could argue that you'd rather have a Thielen and then draft, draft Henderson later. But this is about where I would take Gurley, if not just to trade him. Because like with Connor, even though I have questions about Connor, paired and handcuffed, he's still valuable there. Gurley handcuffed is still valuable there. And if I can hang on to him, draft him here and trade him for a player in this range, like Antonio Brown from somebody that didn't like the fact that they didn't draft very good running backs and they're scared. There's always people that walk out of a draft that are like, I hate my team. I didn't get a running back. I need a running back. There's always that guy that will trade his top wide receiver for a running back because he screwed up. That's when you take a girly and you use that to your advantage. What's up, crap man? What's up, Larry? Did you guys post this on uh, Sleeper U? I want to make sure everybody knows to get over here. Thumbs up if you haven't. And uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, AJ Green deserves a look there. Um, Ertz deserves a look. Lindsey Fournette. Aaron Jones. Um, go Ingram here. A lot of people are going to doubt Ingram. And, yeah, his dynasty value could have been affected via the draft. They drafted some running backs, but Ingram still is the starter. Ingram still has PPR value. Ingram has top 10 running back appeal, but he has all the risk in the world baked into this value here. You could cuff him if you wanted. I think Ingram deserves a higher pick, but because you can get him this late, he's kind of a steal. Uh, you're either going to like him or hate him there. I'm thinking Zach Ertz is a safer pick early than Kittle. I don't know about that. I think uh, Kittle is going to have a big year, but it's arguable. You're not wrong, Cole. Um, it's just difference of opinion. Okay, Keenan Allen coming up here maybe, sure. Ertz. Let's get Ertz in there. I'm okay with that. Uh, Lindsey. we got Aaron Jones potentially more of a top of the fourth guy for me. Diggs, uh, Luck, Carrion, Fournette, Cohen, who else is there? Let me check around. Landry, Woods, Galladay, Baker Breeze. Nope. Okay, so we're looking at, this is, man, the third round, once you get toward the end of the third round, it gets thin, ultra thin. Um, let's say we go Keen in there, and then I know people like Fournette, but I'm saving Fournette to the fourth round. I'm not taking the risk. Carrion, this guy, it's a tough guy to rank. Because he has situation in Detroit, they're going very run heavy to with the coaching staff that, that made Marshawn Lynch, you know, such a beast. Um, they're going to run a ton, and you're going to see top ten run, running back numbers by default if Carrion stays healthy. Yeah, is it Anderson? Is it somebody else? That's the debate. That's why he's falling. If he was the only guy in Detroit, you probably would see second, late second round value out of this guy from a lot of people. People love this guy, and for good reason. He's very good. Um, I don't know that I'd take him here. I'm just mentioning that he deserves a look. Um, Chris Carson, a lot of people like, but I'm not. I'm not feeling it here myself, unfortunately. Um, at this point, wow. Do we go? Does Jacobs deserve a look? Who would take Jacobs here? He's not. I've talked a lot about how he's not my number one or number two running back uh, in dynasty, but in redraft, would you take him this high? I think it's arguable, Cole. I mean, honestly, Kittle could have, with Garoppolo back, it could be one of those years, man. I like Ertz. I'm not saying I don't. Very arguable, though. What are you guys thinking here? 
I'm going to wrap out the mock here. I'll be going Aaron Jones, Fournette, Carrion, Jacobs, Luck. Luck's a little early because I think you can get him later. Uh, We've been missing somebody. Let me look at another, at another mock up there. Lindsay, we got up there. Jones. I, I kind of like Aaron Jones here. Um, I'm going to put him sideways until we decide. Cohen's too high now. Jacobs deserves a look. You know what? We'll leave it like this. There's your last pick in the fourth round. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a bunch of guys there that, that are warranted. Um, I like Aaron Jones a lot. I love Carrion. I think Carrion can fall later. I think Aaron Jones can fall later. I think Jacobs can fall later. I think Fournette will go earlier, but I have him. I don't think I'd even take him necessarily here, but he deserves a look. Carson kind of deserves a look, but I don't, I'm personally not drafting him a lot. That rounds out your, your picks. So we got Kamara, Elliott, Barkley, McCaffrey, Hopkins, Adams, jo uh, Melvin Gordon, Mike Thomas, DJ, Julio, Bell, Evans. Then in the second round, Juju, Cook, Odell, Chubb, A.B., Mixon, Kelsey, Hilton, Damian, Connor. If you pair him to his backups, Freeman, David Montgomery, shocking some people. Then Pat Mahomes, 3.01. Ridicule it all you want. Kittle. Gurley, if you pair him to Daryl Henderson, if not, you're making a huge mistake. But that value is enough to grab him, trade him, do whatever. You're not missing out as much as if you grabbed him in this range where you could have had one of these guys and Henderson. At least here, it's not bad. Mack, Thielen, Henry, A.J. Green, Ingram, Ertz, Lindsey, Keenan Allen. And then who is your last pick in the third round? Is it Kerryon Johnson, Aaron Jones, Jacobs, uh, Fournette, Carson, Landry, uh, Diggs, pick your pick your poison there. That is the mock. Let's jump back over to the command center and talk a little bit more about it, and then I'm going to jump off. So that was a cool mock. Now I can answer a few questions. Sorry, hard to see the screen. I gotta I gotta build a monitor up there so I can view it while I'm mocking and talk to you guys more. But uh, I think that was a pretty damn good mock draft. Uh, I think it looks pretty good. I'm going to put the board up again real quick while I sit here. I mean, Kamara, Elliott, Barkley, McCaffrey, you can't argue that. Hopkins, Adams, Gordon, you can't argue that. Mike Thomas, DJ Julio. Bell is the only questionable player, I think, to some in that top 12. And then on that turn, Juju, Cook, Odell, Chubb, AB. The, that top uh, 13, 14, 15, that top 16 is amazing. If you can get four picks in there somehow by trading away like, uh, you know, all of your depth, <laughs> that would be that would be phenomenal to have four of those guys. And I've done that before. That's not crazy talk at all. I've been able to pull off trades like that on the regular. So Bell has been a running back one every season. He's played Riley. I agree, and that's why Bell, I think, is a steal. Let me do this. Let me see if I can. Split screen this bad boy. Hold on. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Let me get rid of these comments out of my face. Get out of my face, Cole. What's up, Kerry? I didn't even realize I dragged your comment on there. So, I don't know, guys. I think that's an amazing-looking mock draft. Um, let's review it again. For the audio podcast, we got Kamara, Elliott, Barkley, McCaffrey, Hopkins, Adams, Melvin Gordon, 
Uh, Mike Thomas, David Johnson, Julio Jones, Lev Bell, controversial to some. But again, top five ability. And when you can grab a guy in that range that can jump five or six picks in the first round, it's money. And I don't believe in the doubt. I don't. I think that drama going on is only going to drive his value down. Where I'm going to take advantage if he falls to the top of if he falls to the top of the second. Mike Evans, great pick. Then on the turn, Julio, Cook, Odell, Chubb, AB, Mixon, Kelsey, Hilton, Damian, Connor. If you handcuff him, Freeman, and then David Montgomery, shocking some people at the bottom of the second. Then on the turn, Mahomes. Argue if you want that that's too high. I don't care. He can win you a league with his 40 to 45 TD self. Without T, without T, Tyreek Hill, Kittle, Gurley. If you handcuff him, Mac, Thielen, Henry, AJ Green, Ingram, Ertz, Lindsey, Keenan, and then who do you, who's your pick for the last pick in the third? Who knows? Uh, what do you guys want to talk about in that real quick before I jump off? Uh, any any names you want to throw out that you think could be had later or didn't make the cut or that you think should be drafted higher? Um, toss it out. But I mean, there's the board. That's what we did. That's our mock right there. You guys got any questions before I, I jump off? I'm here for another few minutes here. Um, probably my the best value in there, the guy that can, I think, hit the home run from their draft value the most, Cook, Odell, Chubb, if you handcuff them, AB. A lot of them are in that, sec, that early second round. Um, Damian. That second round's loaded with guys that have that potential. And then, you know, later on, Henry could be a top five to ten running back. Carry on carry on Johnson could be. Aaron Jones could be. Carry on in there. Aaron Jones are in similar situations. They're both kind of in like running back by committees that have scared people off and their their rankings were much higher before that committee talk was like kicked into gear. So Aaron Jones was a, a late second round pick in early January. If you were mock drafting this early you might not have been, but Aaron Jones had a brief stint of being a top 20 overall pick in early mocks, and then the Green Bay Packers said, we're going to be running and deploying a running back by committee. Boom. Down went Aaron Jones ADP-wise. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you hanging out and mock drafting. I hope that was fun. I promised uh, that I'd do a mock draft. Uh, and uh, to Tom, I think it was Thomas, somebody... Uh, a couple other people actually that I would do a two round mock draft and analysis. Here you go. I think it's just been fun. I'm going to do more of these. I, I created this board so that we could do just that. And I think it worked out really well. Split screen and after we could talk about it. Uh, Todd, I think Jalen Samuels and Snell both need to be handcuffed. All right, guys, I'm out. I appreciate you guys all mocking. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. It helps the channel grow. Make sure you hit that thumbs up on your way out the door. Um, 29 thumbs up. We had hundreds and hundreds in here, so you're not pulling your weight. You're not, hit, you're not hitting that thumbs up. Uh, and make sure, real quickly, my Instagram league is kicking off. I've organized a 12 expert page league where I'm my the fantasy football show has obviously got one of the teams, but I've got some of the biggest Instagram handles in the industry in this league with over a hundred thousand followers and some of the accounts and the the gist of it what's going on warren oh you've already been in here thanks smitty great stuff 
my first reaction is to say, hey, <laughs> hey, Warren, again, uh, in this league, you guys, the followers, draft my team. And I take that team into battle every week. You help me with tough lineup decisions, flex plays, stuff like that, waiver wire ideas. You guys help me with trades. Um, you guys go spy on the other channels and tell me who they're going to draft. It's going to be off the hook. There's never been an expert league organized like this before where the followers are versus the followers and you guys represent me and draft my team and I take it into battle with you every single week. It's going to be amazing. Thank you for the thumbs up, guys. I can't wait to play in this league with all of you. You have to be on Instagram. I'll do a lot of YouTube content on it, but as far as like the drafting and, and get, gathering the votes, who are we going to pick when we're on the clock, what pick we're going to have, I'm going to iron out all those details and get those out to you. But Riley, it's going to be awesome. Um, the Instagram handle, let me throw that up here. Where is that? Um, there we go. Here is the Instagram handle to, to follow. Follow the Fantasy Football Show first and foremost on Instagram. And then also follow at Fantasy Football Throne. That's what it's being called. That's the league. Fantasy Football Throne on Instagram. 12 channels fighting it out week in and week out with teams that you, the followers, draft for us. You guys set lineups with us. You make trades. It's your team with me. We fight together every week. It's going to be so amazing. You guys get to play in control an expert league against other channels. It's going to be the best. Um... Todd just subscribed. Thank you, buddy. A lot better than, I like your avatar, than just listening to someone talk. The feedback, the interaction is top-notch, guy. Thank you, Todd. Um, I appreciate it, man. It's because of you that the channel has grown so fast. You guys have made this thing huge. And uh, we're going to continue to make it big. And we're going we're gonna to blow up. And by the end of the year, be one of the top YouTube fantasy football channels in the, in the industry. I have no doubt. And you guys are the reason why. I'm going to wrap it up here. Get some. Buckle up. 2019 hasn't even begun in terms of Sleeper U. My other site, make sure you're, you're going to sleeperu.com. Uh, we haven't even begun to crank out the bold predictions and all that. And the fantasy football show here on YouTube and on Instagram. We're just getting going. 